0: This is your home for Colorado College Tiger hockey. CARDIO FM, Security Colorado Springs Pueblo. CARDIO AM, Colorado Springs. Live from P74, the downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon Street. This is the Chris Mayotte Show on CARDIO News Radio. Time to talk hockey. Here's Tiger head coach Chris Mayotte and the voice of the Tigers, Ken Landau. It is a hockey night
1: here in Colorado Springs, a hockey night up and down the front range and especially a hockey night at P-74, the Downtown Paninos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris Mayotte Radio Show. Ken Landau with you is uh, we're going to talk some CC Tiger hockey, uh, our December edition of the radio show and we've got a lot to get to. Uh, we've got this past weekend split at Duluth. We've got uh, recruiting news to talk about. We've got the holidays coming up. We've got all sorts of stuff going on and uh, Chris, it's been busy to say the very least. Uh, trip up to Duluth. Uh, great effort, great result on Friday night. Uh, and then uh... not such a great result on saturday but that's life in the nchc uh... it's it's difficult uh... It doesn't matter who you're playing where you're playing them I mean, it's always tough but overall uh, let's talk friday first you had to be and you were pleased with the result and the effort from your team uh, all twenty guys in the uh, in the lineup
2: yeah it, i thought we started well um... you know i thought we got to our game early it was uh... it was a feeling going into that game that we had the full team on the same page and um, it was an exciting day. Like I, I think we were just excited to get to go at it um, and, and again started well. We took a penalty that, uh, probably halfway through the first. They got a lot of momentum on their power play. Uh, fortunately Berkey uh, came up with some big saves for us uh, to keep it tied after one and then um, you know not a great start to the second. We, we take a five minute major uh, but an unbelievable individual effort by cause. Um, you know, he made it look like he'd done it five hundred times, uh, you know, to win a race, to own the lane, to get to the far post, then the you know put it up under the bar. that was a that was a big time goal. Um, I will side note on that. He hasn't stopped scoring. Like yesterday in practice, he scored probably twenty goals, and I, he might not score twenty goals in a year's worth of practice before. He scored, he was unbelievable. So he's hot right now. Um, Hopefully that can continue. And then I I thought we just played a really mature game after that. Um, You know, you look at the the challenges, the 50-50 battles. Uh, We were 51% in the first period, 60% in the second, 62% in the third. And so we just started to take over that game. Um, You know, limited them to, I think, seven shots in the third period. Uh, Really just a top to bottom whether you're power play, penalty kill, you know, defenseman, goalie, center, wing, I thought you know we had 21 guys that that played their role really, really well that night. Um, you know, we got to Saturday night and and I thought they started fast, um, and you know it, we get, dug ourselves a hole early. Uh, we had some chances by the end of the first. You know, we we had some looks that that. Uh, Glees had kind of an empty net um, that that didn't quite go uh, we had some chances to, to cut the lead after the after you know going into the first intermission that didn't quite happen uh, then I thought the first seven and a half minutes of the second period might have been as well as we had played um, all year uh, you know watching it back they didn't touch the puck for seven and a half minutes and unfortunately you know we didn't cash in in that time uh, and then we took a, a penalty that Quite honestly, I thought it was debatable. Um, and they ca- and they scored, you know, within five, six seconds on the power play, and, and we were down three. And so it was disappointing because you felt like it was coming for us. Um, you know, we had gotten to our game. Yeah, we're down two, but we still have a lot of time left. Uh, I thought we were taking it to them a little bit. And um, and then to take the penalty and then score right away was, was somewhat deflating. I thought our, you know, we we graded out chances uh, 12-10 for them uh, overall in the game. So again, we had chances. We didn't score. Um, and then we started to, you know, you you make a push when you're down three. And so we started to mismanage some pucks, um, but not in a, hey, it's a one-one game. Don't mismanage the puck. You know, we need to score three. So you got to go after it a little bit. So, um, obviously unfortunate result, not what we went up there for, uh, especially when you get the first one. I mean, right, you get you the get first greedy. one, you might as well get both. Exactly. You, know?
1: you get greedy after taking the first
2: one. No question. We um, And we've talked about it. Obviously, Saturdays have been a struggle for us, and, and especially when we've been good on Fridays. And I think, you know, as a team, um, as a staff, as a, as, a, as a program, we're trying to figure out uh, really what... Being a good hockey team, what being a winning hockey team on a regular basis is about, and what it looks like, what it feels like. Um, I think we're getting closer. You know, I, I, I think if you look at the stretches in at Duluth on Saturday night, they were better than our stretches at home against St. Cloud on Saturday night. Um, I think we're getting closer. We just we gotta get there.
1: It's a process. There's no question about that. Now I want to go back to Friday night. You talked about how you know everybody contributed, including Spud Hamilton, who had to make an equipment repair on Caden Embarico's pads. I think uh, at one point, and that's a quick that that that's quick stuff that has to happen.
2: Yeah, it probably. I don't know how quick it was, um, but it happened, um, and it the the. The, I, I hope th- this is nothing against Vern, but obviously Berkey was playing well, and the ref looks at me and he's like, make sure that other goalie ready to go. And I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not. Um, I, I was like, I'll use my timeout if I have to, but he's not coming out of the game. Uh,
1: you mentioned uh, Patrick Kazi and, and how, you know, I mean, he's scoring in practice. Is he maybe pound for pound as strong as anybody else on the team?
2: He's, he's tough to handle. I mean, it's a whatever sport you're talking about, whether it's football, hockey, anything that has to do with contact, it's about leverage, and he's hard guy to get a leverage on. Um, he he's got a low center of gravity, um, but he you know his his pace is phenomenal, um, and and you know he he has that ability, and, and he's, he's building confidence offensively. He he worked a ton on his shot over the summer. And, you know, and it, it pays dividends. And, and he's, like I said, now he's scoring more and more in practice. And when you score a goal like that, you, you build belief in yourself. And, and I think, you know, he was our arguably our best player again on Saturday. So hopefully that continues.
1: And he's got a motor that never stops.
2: Ever, yeah. Uh, he's he's
1: kind of like the, uh, you know, the Energizer Bunny. He just goes and goes and goes. And uh, that's what you need from, you know, especially a veteran player. You know, to, because that's an example that's set for the younger guys that, you know, you've got to work. You know, if you're on the ice for a 30-second shift, you've got to work all out 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, he's a great example. He does, you know, and it, it's it's every single day. Um, you know, it doesn't stop. He brings a great attitude to the rink. He's, he's a guy that people want to be around. Um, you know, he's a guy that makes a lot of people around him feel good about themselves. Um, but the way that he competes and the way he attacks it every day is is certainly uh, a great example for, for everybody.
1: So a split at Duluth, now we come home, we'll talk about Omaha, but we're down, uh, you know, not officially the the first half of the uh, league season, but final two league games coming up before the holiday break, so it'll be about a month between league games, which puts importance on this this upcoming weekend, but... That for your team to have played four road games to this point in the NCHC uh, and go two one and one in those four, um, yeah, not too many teams are going to do better than two one and one and four road games in this league.
2: No, it, you know we're we're really happy with those results. Um, again, I, I think this is the what makes this league special, and w- we are talking about this. If you look at Hockey East right now and the amount of teams in league who are between 400 and 600 winning percentage. So around that 500 mark, um, they have three in an 11 team league. And so, you know, you have the really good and then you have the not so good. Uh, and it's separated that way. And, and what makes our league so difficult is, you know, the majority of our league is in that 500 range. You know, right now you have two at the top, four in the middle, and two at the bottom. So you're looking at 75% of the league that is in that around 500 or better mark. Um, And so splits, you know, splits are good in this league. Now, it's not good enough to, you know, if you want to win the regular season championship and things like that, the ultimate goal, you know, in in the teams that have really successful years, it's like, sweep split split sweep split split you know and and so the sweeps aren't it's not every weekend it's not you know you're not sweeping four out of five and Um, not
1: getting swept
2: no exactly you gotta you have to avoid that and um and so you know you walk away from that and that's stuff that we have to learn as a as a team and are continuing to to grow into is you walk away from Duluth you know we're not happy um, because you lose Saturday when you have an opportunity to sweep, and you're never walking away saying, "Hey, I feel good about just sweeping." Um, but that's, the, you know, that's the league. Now, what we gotta do is we gotta start mixing in some some sweeps of our own.
1: Exactly, exactly. And hopefully that starts this weekend. We're gonna take our first break. Want to remind everybody that you know among the two that are at the bottom, North Dakota. Um,
2: they're a lot. They, nah, Yeah, I mean, you love seeing them down there, but I mean, they're scoring three and a half goals a game, um, and they're only giving up twenty six shots a game. Um, those are pretty good metrics. And they're, they're giving up two. three point four. And <laughs> they're bottom two.
1: They're bottom two. They're bottom two. You have no idea how long I've wanted to say oh, okay. something <laughs> like that. Bottom Enjoy. two. I might just say that for the rest of the hour. Bottom two.
2: <laughs> bottom two. That's like prime. Coach Prime's. Uh, Talk to his team. I'm coming.
1: That's right. I'm coming. That's
2: right. I'm coming.
1: <laughs> Bottom two. Bottom two. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk recruiting. Got some great recruiting news as uh, uh, another uh, group of players have signed their national letters of intent to come and play here at Colorado College. So that's coming up. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Chris Mayotte Show live from P74, the downtown Paninos on KRDO News Radio.
0: Live from P74, the Downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon, this is the Chris Mayotte Show, exclusively on Cardio News Radio.
1: Welcome back inside P74, the downtown Paninos, the Chris Mayotte Show. Hey everybody, we got a great crowd here tonight. Everyone's in a really good mood, and what I want to make sure everyone who is in here and everyone listening. Uh, You have an assignment on Saturday, all right? It's the annual teddy bear toss. One teddy bear is not enough, okay? If you don't show up with both hands filled with teddy bears, okay, you're disappointing us, okay? We want to make sure that we can put smiles on as many faces as possible for kids that maybe are a little less fortunate. So one teddy bear isn't enough. Okay, I think we can all agree on that, right? Okay, we'll be on the air Friday at 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start. Friday's game is also televised by AT&T Sportsnet. The Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday is presented by the Black Bear Diner. And again, this is going to be in the first intermission. You know, you walk in, don't go straight to the concession stand. Go to your seat, put your teddy bears down. Then you can go to the concession stand and get yourself a beverage and something to eat. I think that's the way to do it.
2: Do uh. uh do the people listening know who the players are? Is it a surprise for tonight?
1: Uh, it's well, the people listening. I think it's a surprise. But okay, we'll, we'll get. To are you that. gonna
2: ask? Are you gonna ask the one if he's ever scored to like unveil, have the teddy bear toss happen? Because in junior hockey, they throw it right after you score.
1: After the yeah, uh, I will have to ask. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, the goalie probably is not. You don't have to ask, to ask, that ask
2: that him. No, yeah, I don't you have don't to, have ask, to ask him.
1: All right. Well, we'll 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 lift the suspense. Caden and and Noah Laba are going to be our guests here in just a little bit. Um, now, a year ago, we were talking about those guys uh, signing their nil or NLIs to come here to Colorado College. Now we've got another group of players that just signed their uh, letters of intent and. Uh, it's uh, on paper. It's a pretty. It's a pretty darn good-looking class, coach.
2: Yeah, we're we're excited. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are are guys that we've had uh, committed for a little while. Uh, out of the um, out of the six that we signed, uh, Owen Beckner committed to us earlier this year. Uh, and Riley Stewart is uh, just committed to us recently. Uh, Fisher Scott was one of the first guys to commit to our program when our staff uh, took the job. Gavin Lindbergh been committ- committed last year. Uh, Philip Laisois, um and, and Ryan Corring all committed to us last year. So they've been guys that we've kind of had in the hopper, so we're excited to get them signed. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot of different in here. Uh, I, we got some good size in here. Uh, some skating, uh, some toughness, um, and we're, we're really excited. I think it's guys that really fill out, uh, check a lot of boxes, uh, you know, and so when you're putting a lineup together, you know, you're, you're trying to find roles and you're trying to find different guys that fit different things and can take different minutes and different matchups and, and things like that. And so the more versatile the player You know the more of those boxes you think a certain player checks uh, one the easier it is to put them in the lineup and two it's the easier it is to fill it up up, out a lineup card Uh, and then you know we add those to Max Burkholder, Brett Link, Drew Montgomery, um, Evan Werner and and Zach Wisdom who signed NLIs last year so um, out of that group uh, you know it's still up in the air on who exactly is gonna come in but if you look at what they're doing in the USHL right now for the guys that are in there, uh, Evan Warner leads Tri City in scoring. Zach Wisdom leads Cedar Rapids in scoring. Brett Link is third on Fargo in scoring. Max Burkholder is second in Dubuque in scoring. And Gavin Lindbergh leads Waterloo in scoring. Um, you know, so you get, you get those types of players that are able to lead their USHL teams like that. Um, that usually translates pretty well to, to the college ranks.
1: And Zach Wisdom always makes the smart play, right?
2: He's, uh... <laughs> Y- yeah, you're, you'll like him. He's 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 got some dynamic.
1: See, I, I, and you know, I like the names. You know, Fisher Scott—that's a great name for a broadcast. It's still you know.
2: confusing to me. On Scott the, Fisher. Which, which one's the first one <laughs> and which one's the last one?
1: Exactly, exactly. And you know, we've got uh, you know, Philippe Les Savois. Uh-huh. You know, uh, c'est très bon. Um, Je ne
2: parle pas français.
1: <laughs> um, you know, so it, it you, you mentioned size. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's something that in the past uh, was not necessarily something that we talked about with recruiting classes. Uh, and also, so many of these guys are leading their teams or very close to leading their teams currently in scoring in the USHL. And, you know, that's upgrading things. So um, that's, all, uh, uh, that's all very positive. And, again, you know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting because hockey's maybe the one sport uh, in in collegiate sports, where you sign guys to to letters of intent, but you don't necessarily bring them in that following fall. So. Um, you know there can be a gap between signing that NLI and and coming in uh, to play, but but that's part that's w- part of the sport.
2: Yeah, and, and of the six, I'll I'll kind of go through them quickly. If you uh, Owen Beckner is an O five, he leads Salmon Arm his team in in the BCHL in scoring. He's an O five left shot centerman, um, dynamic type of playmaker, can skate long. Um, you know the the prototypical pro prospect type of look to him he won't be in this year he'll be the following year. Uh, Blaise Savoy is in is in Tri-City a dynamic offensive kind of defenseman Um, you know he'll he'll get there he'll run their power play uh, you know next year and so he'll he'll go back to junior another year. Ryan Colring is finishing up his senior year at Eden Prairie so he'll be in the USHL next year. Uh, Gavin Lindbergh is, is a kid that, you know, we recruited him halfway through last year, right after his second or third uh, game in the USHL when he finishes his, his season in Moorhead. And he's just taken off. He was he was good for them. You know, the guys over there from Lincoln, um, you know, um, unfortunately got upset by Waterloo in the first round of the playoffs. And, and he was really good in it for... Um, for, well, you got Waterloo. you got a couple I know, I got of nasty their little side looks there attention. from those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and he was really good, and he's just continued to take steps. So he's a kid that is trending. Um, you know, we could see a scenario where he is here next year. Uh, we could also see a scenario where where he isn't. He's got an 07 brother um, who's a really really good defenseman, and uh, he's going to be a US NTDP candidate. Uh, we'll see what he does if he goes to NTDP then you know it they don't have the opportunity to play together in Waterloo um, so we'll see how that goes Fisher Scott uh, is 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 looking like he'll he'll be coming in six um, one can skate can close down plays is hard to play against finishes hits uh, really smart with the puck he's a good problem solver Riley Stewart's a captain in Dubuque six uh, two 205 um, and he plays. He plays in straight lines. Uh, you know that you played against them, um, but anytime you can get captains from that league, it's a it's a good addition as well.
1: Exactly. And Fisher Scott's a Colorado kid, and it's important to get Colorado kids when they're you know when when they're good enough to play at this level. It's important to win those recruiting battles.
2: No question. And, and he's he's one. Like I said, he's one that. Um, it's funny. You have friends in this business and, and, uh, not
1: many, (laughs) I
2: know, but but the ones that you have are, are worth, um, are worth it. And so Steve Miller, who was then the associate head coach at, uh, at Ohio state has been at, you know, DU for a long time is now at Minnesota. He grew up, his son's in O two, uh, he's got an O two and an O four. And so he knows a lot of those, those age kids in Colorado. And as soon as we got the job out here, um, his nickname's Killer. Uh, he called and said, "Hey, you, you guys should be on this this Fisher Scott kid." So, uh, you take tips when you can get them.
1: No, no, no question about that. And uh, you know, so good looking class, no no doubt about that. And uh, it's just building that found. You know, we you dig the hole, you build the foundation, you start to put the framing up, and uh, it all comes together uh, over a, a period of time, and uh, everything is moving forward. Well, Chris, we're gonna. Let you go grab something to eat here. The menu is outstanding here at P74, the Downtown Paninos. We'll bring up, uh, they've been teammates like forever, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're Ike and Mike, you know. <laughs> we'll bring uh, Caden and Barico and Noah Laba up here uh, after the break. Uh, so we'll step aside. We'll take another time out. We'll come back and we'll talk uh, what it's like to be teammates forever. Uh, what it's gonna be like to be teammates with Team USA and what it's gonna take to beat Omaha this weekend. We'll talk uh, with those guys about that as we continue here from P74, the downtown Paninos, the Chris Mayotte Show on KRDO News Radio.
0: Live from P74, the Downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte Show, exclusively on KRDO News Radio.
1: Welcome back inside P74, the Downtown Paninos, the Chris Mayotte Show. Coming up uh, this weekend, the Tigers play their final home games before the holiday break. They'll be taking on Omaha. Friday will be on the air at 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start. Saturday's game starts at uh, 6, so we'll be on the air at 5.30. Friday's game televised by AT&T Sportsnet, and everyone's required to bring at least two teddy bears uh, on Saturday for the annual Teddy Bear Toss presented by the Black Bear Diner. Uh also on Friday night, a uh, special moment uh, as we will be honoring the club Q patrons and the entire LGBTQ+ community. Of course, everyone knows the tragedy that befell our community uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, the team will have a special helmet decal that they'll be wearing and uh, again, that'll be a special moment on Friday uh... during friday's game very happy to be joined by uh... guys that have been teammates uh, practically forever um, they weren't i'm pretty sure they weren't born in the same hospital so they weren't teammates as uh... infants but uh, they've been on plenty of teams together over the years uh... Caden Emberco is uh, to my near left noah lava is uh, to my far left and uh... gentlemen welcome how we all doing tonight uh, great! Thanks for having us. Well,
3: yeah, I'm good. Thank you.
1: Well, glad to hear it. Uh, teammates forever. Let's talk. When when was the first time you guys were on the same team together?
3: Um,
4: eleven. You ten? Yeah. yeah, you ten.
1: You ten. So, roughly ten years. Yeah. Yeah, you know, somewhere around that. Okay. Um. So, of the two of you, who's uh, who's more sloppy than the other? <laughs> I'd have to say Boba. Well, well, just <laughs> I mean just lifestyle I mean
4: like walking into his room um, what and, all right, uh, <laughs> that's
3: absurd <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I get behind on laundry a little bit but
1: okay all right okay all right well that before we get going too far down that rabbit hole let's uh, bring it back to uh, reality um, you guys have been teammates for a long time about 10 years or so Um were, did one or the other of you influence the other guy that CC was the place to come to for your college hockey?
4: Uh, I'll start. I was, I was super big when Laba announced that he was going to deco from Colgate. Um, I just knew, knew the type of player he was and, and obviously we've been playing for a long time and um, I was on him quite a bit to, to come to CC.
1: Yeah,
3: I think Caden uh, definitely was, was pushing hard. Um, I don't know if necessarily, like, I mean, I took his, what he had to say into consideration, but, like, in the actual deciding factors, and I was like, oh, Caden Burko's telling me, like, I gotta go, but obviously, <laughs> he did good pushing. <laughs> uh,
1: when you guys look at where you're at right now, where this team is at, you guys are going, you're learning the college hockey ropes, um, what has been, uh, Caden, the toughest adjustment for you to make at this level?
4: Um, just, just try to stay consistent. Um, it's, it's a Monday through Thursday process to be able to perform on Friday, Saturday. So just learning that, um, you know, you really got to take practice as it is in the game um, and, and just banking on your habits and being able to go out and execute those on Friday and Saturday.
1: No, what's been the toughest thing for you to adjust to?
3: Yeah, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with Caden here, um, consistency. I think it's something everybody at all levels um, goes through. Um, so definitely working to get that where it needs to be and staying consistent every night.
1: Now, uh, the other day, a few days ago, you guys both learned that, uh, you've been invited to, uh, the, uh, camp, the tryout camp, I guess, for less of a, uh, lack of a better term for the, uh, United States World Junior Team that's gonna compete in the World Junior Championships, uh, up in, uh, the Maritimes of Canada. Um, Caden, you've received that invite before, uh, but I'm sure it was just as special to get it again. But Noah, something new for you, and yet you guys get the invite together, the fact that you were both invited has to be special, both individually and collectively for the two of you.
4: Um, yeah, uh, you, you, this opportunity doesn't come up often, and um, something that's earned, and super honoring that you uh, have a chance to represent your country um especially with one of your teammates Uh, super special
3: yeah to be able to go to camp and um get a chance to wear that usa jersey um with one of your brothers is is super special
1: speaking of team usa the man in charge of usa hockey is in the back of the room here pat keller (laughs) pat thanks for coming out tonight so you know he's in charge up there okay so you know um, he's got his eyes on both of you. Um, when no pressure, there's no pressure. Um, when you guys, you know, got into the meat of the schedule here and your the grind. One thing you didn't necessarily have to do with the Lincoln Stars is balance a heavy school load with playing. How do you guys manage? The academics and the athletic side of things.
3: Um, yeah, for sure. It's a lot of time management. Um, it's obviously something we're all working on, and um, we're also passionate about hockey. Um, you got to make sure you you dial in on the school. Um, so I think the mandatory study hall that we have to do um, definitely keeps us in check. Um, and we're all doers, so at the end of the day, we're going to get it done, whatever that may be—an assignment or a test or um, anything like that.
4: Yeah, kind of just to bounce or uh, fake off what he just said. Um, yeah, just managing your school and your hockey, super important. Um, and, and being able to differentiate the two. And um, when you're at the rank, you're focused on hockey and, and doing what you need to do over there and in the classroom, same thing. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's been an adjustment, and I think we're all getting used to it.
1: And Caden, you talked about, you know, practice Monday through Thursday allows you to perform well on Friday and uh, Friday and Saturday. That holds true in the classroom as well. You do your work in the classroom Monday through Thursday, that helps you focus in on what needs to be done Friday and Saturday.
4: Right, yeah. Um, you know, you you do the, you put the hours in the classroom and, and you do the studying, um, usually you'll get a good result. So, uh, like just like in hockey, um, you know, you put the work in and uh, do all the extra or, or everything needed. Um you'll be set for Friday
1: Saturday. All right guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, got a lot more to talk about with Caden and Berko and Noah Laba That's coming up as we continue here on the Chris Mayotte show live from P seventy four, the downtown Paninos on KRDO News Radio
0: live from P74 the downtown paninos 604 North Tejon. this is the Chris Mayotte show exclusively on Cardio News Radio
1: Welcome back inside P74 the downtown paninos this is the place to stop by before the game after the game doesn't matter uh, during the week lunch dinner uh, you're going to get well fed and uh, you're going to love it. No question about it. Uh, this place is CC Tiger Hockey. Uh, Friday and Saturday, Omaha comes to town, the Red Mavericks. And uh, the Tigers on Friday night uh, will be honoring the Club Q patrons and the entire LGBTQ plus community. Uh, the team will be wearing a special helmet decal. And then Saturday, the annual Teddy Bear Toss. And, uh, again, minimum of two for everyone in here. you got to bring two. 5, the Grinch will be there. The Grinch is here, um, at least represented uh, by a cutout that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that cardboard cutout was uh, at the bubble in Omaha, was it not? Yeah, it was, okay. Uh, Speaking of which, that was hard to imagine. That was two years ago now. Two years ago, uh, all of that mess. Uh, But again, Teddy Bear Toss and uh, one of our guests up here um, launched... An avalanche of teddy bears to uh, fly down on the ice in uh, Lincoln, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
3: I think you might be mistaken.
1: I might be mistaken.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I ever did that.
1: You don't know if you ever did. That. I don't think so. Well, I mean, then I got some bad information. Okay, either that or I was set up. Either I got I bad information or I'm being set up. One or the other, because uh, we know Caden didn't do it. Um, <laughs> Uh, at least we, At least I'm assuming you didn't do it. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, and, Noah, you're denying doing that.
3: I don't think it was me, to be honest. Like
1: You don't? I, I, I didn't know the answer. You didn't I know the answer. Myself. Oh, okay. All right. So we're just asking questions. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, and, by the way, um, North Dakota's in the bottom two. Um, it's a darn shame. Not. Um, not. Omaha this weekend, guys. Um, they are a team that uh, is coming on of late. Uh, they just swept Western Michigan. Uh, they scored a bunch of goals on Friday night. where They scored seven goals in a row. Uh, not that that matters one way or the other to you guys, but uh, what do you know about uh, Omaha and what's it going to take on uh, Friday? We'll talk Friday because we don't know about Saturday. Let's just talk Friday. What's it going to take, Hayden, uh, Friday night for the Tigers to have success?
4: Um, I think just playing our game and sticking to our systems and um, everybody being on the same page is probably the biggest thing. Um, obviously, Omaha's a good team, and like you just said, they swept another really good team, so uh, we got to respect them and um, their game plan and just be ready for what they have. Um, I think if we do that, we'll be pretty good.
3: Yeah, I agree with Caden. Um, obviously, you, you pre-scout a team, and you look at their strengths and weaknesses, um, but we just try to go in it like any other team and uh, focus on ourselves and what we have to do and um, just play hard.
1: Fridays have been good for this team. Saturdays have been somewhat of a struggle. How do you change that?
3: Um, I think it just comes down to competing and um, that second night kind of staying on edge and, and staying on our toes and coming out fast and um, trying to get that first goal. and. Um, trying to make a statement uh, early in the game.
1: It's a mindset, isn't it?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's uh, not necessarily hitting repeat on everything, just repeating on the on the night. Um, it's a 0-0 game, and uh, we got to go in that with that mentality of uh, they're going to come out hard, but we also have to play our, our game and, and be the best at our game.
1: Now, a couple weekends ago, you guys uh, gathered together as a group. The team did, and uh, you had Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, you decided to do it just the guys. Um among the players, who was the worst cook?
4: Actually, I was super surprised with everybody. Um, it was a pretty good meal, but um, maybe whoever made the, uh, what was it, like the green beans, they were pretty. I think all the food was good. Pretty plain, but yeah. What, pretty
1: plain was, uh, on the green beans? Okay. Yeah. But but nothing that you couldn't eat? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the best dish and who made it?
4: Um, probably like. Um, Spud's wife, uh, him.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, if uh, if you guys were uh, well, okay. So Thanksgiving's out of the way. You guys, as a group, will probably do the Secret Santa thing, right?
4: Yeah, I yeah. think on Saturday.
1: Okay. Um, have you picked who you're getting gifts for yet? Yeah, we had a we chose out of a hat
4: who we got. Okay. So I think we're all locked in with that. Uh,
1: our how? How ridiculous a gift are you going to get, Caden, for whomever you're uh, being a Secret Santa to?
4: I don't know yet, actually. I I do. I have a, a hunch of what, what he would think was too much or, or not. So go,
1: go, go, to the, go, go to too much. I mean, have some fun with this. Uh, yeah,
3: I guess. Yeah, it's Secret Santa. Uh,
1: no, what about you? Have you figured out what you're going to get?
3: No, not exactly yet. Um but yeah, I don't think there's too much when it comes to this.
1: Um it can get pretty crazy with the Secret Santa Secret <laughs> Santa stuff, can it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. Um so Omaha, we get done with the weekend and then you guys kind of change your focus, right? It's about getting to Plymouth, Michigan and uh the the tryout camp for uh, the World Juniors. You got to flip that switch pretty quick, don't you?
4: Um, yeah, but like you said, Omaha comes first. Um, This week's pretty big. Um, You know, if you prepare for Omaha, then I think I'll be ready for the week after.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's kind of on the same uh, flip switch. Um, like I don't know if I'll be necessarily um, switching gears in terms of my game and how I play. Um, kind of want to stay consistent throughout that and, um, throughout the next week during camp.
1: Caden, what's the one piece of advice you'd give Noah for camp for Team USA?
4: Um, just to be himself and, and play his game and, um, just really focus on being the best at being him.
1: Excellent. You be you, you be you, and we'll have two representatives on Team USA, uh, when the, uh, U.S. goes to play in the World Junior Championships and, uh in uh, the Maritimes of Canada which is lovely at that time of year by the way um, it's uh, you know the weather's always nice up there not that you guys will experience the weather much but anyway first things first Omaha um, one key to be at Omaha Friday night
4: uh, s- special teams uh,
3: we gotta be good I think playing fast
1: alright fast special teams combine the two guys Thank you so much. Noah Laba, Kaden Emberico, our guests here on the Chris Mayotte Show. Let's take care of business this weekend, and then good luck uh, in getting Team USA a gold medal at the World Juniors uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Caden Emberico, Noah Laba, our guests here on the Chris Mayotte Show. We'll take a break. Be back with more here from P74, the Downtown Paninos, on KRDO News Radio.
0: Live from P seventy four, the downtown Paninos, six hundred four North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte show, exclusively on Cardio News Radio.
1: Welcome back inside P seventy four, the downtown Paninos. The Chris Mayot show and uh, a special um, surprise guest. I guess. Pat Kelleher, Executive Director of USA Hockey, joins us. And, uh, Pat, busy times for you and your organization. Um, coming up, the third World Junior Championships within a calendar year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting
5: way to look at it, Ken.
1: Um, this one
5: looks like it's on track to, be, uh, to, to go to the completion for the whole tournament. Uh, our friend's actually in Halifax and then Moncton have done an unbelievable job up there. I know, I think Halifax has already sold out for the tournament. Uh, Canadians love the World Juniors. Uh, we're just hoping to bring a team up there to go and spoil the Canadian party at the World Juniors, as Coach Mayotte knows all yes. about. Uh,
1: they're obsessed with this event up there, aren't they?
5: We tell pe- I tell people that in the U.S. that don't really know it, the World Juniors is like, Canada's equivalent of March Madness, NCAA basketball. Like that's Chris has seen a million times too, and it's a, it's a special event. And when it's in Canada, it does have that extra kind of jam to it that we've we try and recreate when we bring it into the U.S. But um, we feel really good. We announced obviously the preliminary roster, the camp roster uh, to go to Plymouth on Sunday. So like Caden and and Noah, all these most of our players will play Friday, Saturday in their colleges. Then. They'll go for being Tigers and uh, terriers and eagles to being part of Team USA on Sunday, and, and it'll be uh, very, we're very very excited. We think we have a great chance again to bring home a gold medal.
1: And you know, Chris Mayotte's not going to be part of the outfit there. Uh, you know, how are you going to have success without
5: him? Uh, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really <laughs> hard. But I think he deserves a break. That's what I was saying to him earlier. Um, we ask a lot. It's a big what what the coaches do. The coach World Juniors, whether it's Nate Lehman as a head coach, Chris Mayotte as assistant coach, it's a huge huge time commitment and the best part is those guys love it like they do i mean i know they miss their families at christmas they miss their teams at christmas time but they put in um they they really they it it means so much to them to be on that staff and have the chance to represent team usa at the world juniors it's pretty it's pretty significant we appreciate all that they do but i think it's good to give chris a little bit of a break and you know we'll, we'll maybe I'm sure we'll have him back at some point in red, white, and blue.
1: And I'm sure Mrs. Mayotte said uh, not this year, right? <laughs> no. she's
2: Anytime USA calls and asks, she's uh, completely supportive. Um, and it is special. It, it's an unbelievable tournament. Um, you know, having won national championships and, and things like that, it's it's hard to compare. It, um you don't experience anything like it. It it, it truly is special. The talent, the the players you get to coach, uh, the coaches you get to coach with, the stage. Um, And then the best part of it is how these 18, 19-year-olds perform on that level. You know, you got so many people there watching. You got media coverage all over the place. Like like Pat said, it's a lot like March Madness. And you just see them do what they do. Um, It's a... It's a ton of fun. We are excited to watch it from our couch this year. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, anytime USA USA calls, it's you, March
1: Madness. You're if it was Duke, North Carolina, NC State, and say Wake Forest, okay, and you have that kind of because they're nuts. I mean, they're absolutely insane. Uh, up there in Canada over this event, in the uh, best
2: way. Yeah, in the best in yeah. the best possible yeah, way. In the best possible
1: way. Uh, no question about that. Pat, thanks for stopping by here tonight. You're welcome anytime, and uh, good luck to Team USA up there in uh, Moncton and Halifax.
5: Thanks, Ken. We appreciate that. And good luck to the Tigers this weekend.
1: Absolutely. We'll take one last quick timeout. We'll come back talk about Tigers and Mavericks. That's coming up next. The Chris Mayotte Show live from P74, the Downtown Paninos, on KRDO News Radio.
0: Live from P-74, the Downtown Paninos, 604 North Tejon. This is the Chris Mayotte Show, exclusively on cardio News Radio. Welcome
1: back inside P-74, the Downtown Paninos. Final segment here as we get set for Omaha coming up Friday and Saturday. Friday's game starts at 7.30. We're on the air here on the CC Tiger Hockey Network at seven. Uh, Saturday's game is at 6 o'clock on the air at 5.30. And uh, make sure your hands are filled with teddy bears when you show up uh, on Saturday, the annual teddy bear toss presented by our great friends at the Black Bear Diner. Okay, Chris, we don't have a lot of time. Let's talk about Omaha. They're a team that kind of struggled getting out of the gate this year, but they seem to be getting better and better each and every week.
2: They do, and they look good on film. Um, obviously, any time you sweep a weekend in this league, you're going to look pretty good. They're coming off a, a weekend sweep of Western Michigan, which is a, a big weekend. Um, you know, they got, they're got they strong. they got depth. Um, they're tough to play against. They they look like they skate really well. Uh, they're getting good goaltending. Um, yeah, they got a lot of good pieces. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any one thing that really stands out in terms of Hey, this is this is who they are. This is what they do. We have to do this one thing to shut them down. Um, you know, they have uh, they got Pavanka from from the transfer portal from Notre Dame. He's their top centerman. Uh, he's been a great ad for them. Uh, their starting goalie Jake Kuharski is actually a kid that I had recruited and committed to Providence College. He's now on a, at his third school, um, but he's playing really well for them. Um, they just got a lot of a lot of good pieces and, and a decor that I think is is a lot tougher and in, and in, in a strength where I don't think preseason you would have saw that. Um, but Mancini's taken a huge step. Um, he's a big boy. Tyconics a fifth year guy for them. Uh, they got a lot of guys that are doing a lot of good things. And I know we're getting short on time. Go Tigers! But. The Pirates just got first overall pick uh, in the Major League Draft. So that's 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 that, good news in Pi- in Pittsburgh Pirate fandom world.
1: Yes, and, and the Pits- <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirate fandom encompasses about the same number of people as what we have in here right now. It's been a rough... Quarter century. Let's put it that way, right? Rough. Exactly. Rough. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, and who's in the bottom two in the NCHC right now? There we go. North Dakota. All right, we got to wrap things up. Great crowd here. Want to thank uh, Caden and Noah Lava for joining us, Pat Kelleher for jumping in real quick. Chris, thank you. Uh, we'll uh, see you on Friday when the Tigers take care of business against Omaha. We'll see everybody there. Good night, everyone.
5: KRDO News Radio is. KRDO-FM Security, Colorado Springs, Pueblo. KRDO-AM Colorado Springs.